Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome back, folks. We're joined right now by Sam from the Sticky Institute ahead of this weekend's Festival of the Photocopier, the annual zine fair, which will be taking place online this year for the very first time. Sam, thank you so much for joining us on Geeks Out. Thanks so much for having me. So it's come to my attention. I thought that everybody knew what a zine was, but apparently not everyone is as aware. So for the folks who aren't clued in yet, what is a zine? Who makes a zine? Who are zines for? Please tell us everything. Okay. Um, so to start off, I would say zines are for everyone. Um, everyone um, and anyone. So whether you want to make them or read them, a big part of zines is that they are really accessible. Um, in terms of what a zine is and I guess the actual object, I would say that they are traditionally they're made using a photocopier. So it's a type of generally a booklet. So if you think of a zine, the word comes from the end of magazine. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people pronounce it as zine, but if you think of it as magazine and then you just kind of chop off the start, so you've got a zine. So it's a sort of underground publication traditionally made using a photocopier because of the cheap price point of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's generally the main thing. And I'd say that they're also made out of love, not for profit. So when you're making a zine, a lot of people, you know, you don't, you don't have uh, sort of money-making ideas in mind. Um, it's very much that, you know, you have a story or an idea that you want to share, and that's the purpose of making the zine. Um, and then I guess when you're pricing it, um, so, you know, some people give them away for free, um, and then other people, they generally just price them, you know, maybe to cover the printing costs um, so that they can maybe make another issue in the future. So this is really the, the granddaddy, I guess you could say, of um, indie DIY media. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, 100%. And that's what's really great about it as well is that, you know, there is there's no gatekeeping or process to getting a zine published. If there is, if you want your ideas out there, a zine is a perfect way to do it because you just have to, yeah, it's just a matter of you being able, like you doing it and there's not many barriers in the way. So how did you first discover zines and zine culture? Um, so it was actually, it was quite a while ago. Um, and Sticky Institute, actually, we also have some badge making machines um, there. <laughs> and that was actually how I found out about Sticky. So I had no idea what a zine was, but I wanted to make badges. And yeah, in my travels around, I found out that I could go to Sticky to make badges. So that's what I did. And then I kind of found out that it was so much more than just a shop that, um, you know, had a badge machine. And I became really interested in zines. Um, And I just found that they were such a great, just such a great medium to experiment and play with. 
Um, so I think it was in my second year of university, I started volunteering there. And then I think it might have been maybe two years ago, I became a coordinator at Sticky. So all up, I think I've been at Sticky for eight years now. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's gone by very quickly. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it's been great, like, over the time to get more and more involved in the zine community. Now, I, I do want to talk a bit more, like, you know, you bring up the Sticky Institute. For folks who don't know what it is, the Sticky Institute is a little, I guess you call it a hole-in-the-wall shop. Yep. Um, <laughs> just tucked in, in the underground arcade under DeGrave Street in, mm -hmm. in Melbourne. Um, what is the Sticky Institute? Tell us more about it. So I'd say primarily Sticky is a zine store. So we sell zines on behalf of zinesters. So everything that we sell, it is on consignment. So anybody's welcome, if they've made a zine, to bring it in. We're happy to stock it. We'll take a 20% commission of the retail price, and that just sort of goes back into, you know, fun things like paying electricity and all of those other <laughs> the bad necessities but, yeah. yeah you know um <laughs> and um so you get a really wide variety of people coming in to stock things um and then as well on top of uh you know stocking the zines generally when it's not um when we're not in covid times we we have a, a little co-working space sort of set up. So there's, we've got a very big communal table that people are welcome to come and use to work on their zines. And then we've also got all the resources, you know, that people might need to make a zine sort of things like long arm staplers, guillotines, and also a photocopier. So part, part store and then also part co-working space. Absolutely. Um, I remember yeah. the last time I was in there, there was a, there was a line for the photocopier. Yes. yes and there so was someone just yep. <laughs> page after page after page. Yeah. So I think generally in the lead up to the festival of the photocopier, um, you do get a queue. Like we, we do have to sort of implement a numbering system um, for people because it does, the photocopier becomes in quite high demand. For sure. Absolutely. What sort of content is is popular among zines right now you know i've i've seen um over the years you know people making little indie comics just about you know life you know there, there's little queer zines there's there's stuff about music punk rock um i saw the other day a book collecting bernie sanders memes yes yes my friend actually made that <laughs> there during the present like present during the making of it which was quite exciting and um, I, I think that's just what I love about zines so much and I think that's what makes it appealing for so many people is that it can literally be about anything, absolutely anything. There's no limits and sometimes when you're just looking through the shelves of Sticky, you find things like the Bernie Sanders <laughs> <laughs> meme zine and it's just like, it, I feel like it's something that you may not see, you know, I guess in traditional media in that little format, um, which is just great. But I think at the moment, I know that Sticky, we do have a lot of poetry zines and I feel there's definitely a, a poetry community um, sort of within the zine community as well. So that's been quite constant. And also in the past few years, I've seen that there's been quite a rise in popularity um, of rizographing zines, which is another type of printing process. 
Um, if you think it's sort of a cross between a screen printer and a photocopier. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that as a medium for printing has become quite popular amongst comic artists and illustrators. So we've seen a lot of that come up. Oh, wow. So, but basically what you can expect is that you find something very personal with zines without a lot of, you know, editorial interference, something straight from the heart, something handcrafted. Definitely. Um, Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, it's sort of with zines, I think it's sometimes the mistakes and the errors that make them so unique um, and, you know, relatable. So, I think, yeah, with the zines, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect when you're making it. And, you know, you find zines, they sometimes have, you know, the margins are off or there's spelling errors or something. And, you know, that's totally fine. Um, You know, it happens and there's no one there stopping you from putting out content that's 100% perfect. Yeah, there's there's a charm in that, you know, um, definitely to... You know, like especially if you're someone who you know, it, it makes it more human when there's mistakes in it, and it's more down to earth, and it's a bit more personal. Like it's almost like a handwritten note, and you wouldn't expect your friends to have perfect spelling and grammar all the time. Exactly, and you know, when you think about it, you know, each scene it is hand folded. You're not, um, you know, you're not. It's not like you're going to a bookstore and you know every single. <laughs> Um, you know, book there of the same kind is the same. Like you don't expect that, um, you know, when you're looking at zines because I think each one, even if it's of the same title, there are going to be little differences in that, you know, maybe in like the printing if it's been done at different times or the paper's changed or the folding. There's always little quirks in each individual item, which is always really exciting. That that is really really um, wonderful. So I'd like to move on for a moment because mm-hmm. you do have the festival of the photocopier happening this coming weekend, uh, Saturday the twentieth. Yes, um, that's correct. It kicks off. This is the first time it's going to be um, fully online because of um, COVID nineteen and yep. restrictions. And but generally, you have people coming from all over yeah. to to show yeah. off their zines. Like you know. I'd love to hear about the history of the festival. Um, so the festival, I can't even remember what year it's been. I, it's maybe 10 years, I will say. <laughs> so around that. Um, so a bit before your time. It started before my time. Um, it actually, but I know, you know, it started as a few tables out in DeGrave Subway um you know there was maybe like 10 or 20 tables um and that it sort of kept that format for a few years and then it grew so um it was moved to the melbourne town hall um which was amazing and then you know after a few years at the town hall it was getting to a point where it was so large that um we decided to expand it to a two-day festival at the town hall um and then I think this is sort of my time when I actually started being a bit more involved with the <laughs> festival planning. Um, and then it turned out that, you know, two days at the town hall was still not enough in terms of capacity. Um, so we did, we tried, uh, we had one year at Trades Hall um, and then the last in-person fair that we had, which was 20, 
20. Um, we actually had that at Meat Market and that was the perfect venue. Like there was just so much space and that was a two-day mark, uh, two-day fair. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really exciting to see how big the festival has grown. Um, and you know, and the sort of things that we, we incorporate with it. It's like over the years, there's been various zine launches, um, zine launches and like different projects that go along with it. Um, for example, in the last fair, we actually created a, a digital video game, recreating the fair, very, nice. um, very little eight bit game where you could walk around and explore and it's very um, much a sort yeah. of thing where you're encouraging folks to come and create as well as consume yeah definitely um and i think as well it's very like i found it to be really exciting so you have i think there's definitely a big giant crossover because i think people who make scenes you know also want to you know, support other zinesters and see what's happening but then you get a lot of people who may just stumble in because they don't know what a zine is they've just sort of followed people on the street um and you know they get involved that way uh so that's always really nice to sort of see that people who aren't too sure what's going on but are really excited by what they're experiencing um and i think also in the past few years we've seen a lot more um younger zinesters attending uh which is it's really nice to see that you know, people are getting excited and involved at such an early age. Absolutely. Now, unfortunately, Sam, that's all the time we have for today. The Festival of the Photocopier kicks off this Saturday. You can access it at FOTP.online. Again, FOTP.online. Or you can check out the Sticky Institute on Facebook for more details. Sam, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thanks so much for having me. You're listening to Geeks Out. We'll be right back. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.